MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm not Danny Burke. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you today on a Friday. A lot going on. I am excited to be with you for the next hour. Robbie Calland of Upper Rock Sports will be with us in about 10 minutes from now. And then Kenny White will be with us at uh, about the quarter till the top of the next hour, 745 Eastern Time, 645 Central Time for Kenny White talking college football and his plays of the night across the sports landscape, which is ever so burgeoning tonight. Two NBA games. A Stanley Cup semifinal north of the border and a whole slate of baseball to look at today. So very excited to get it rolling. And let's dive right in. Two game sixes tonight. We will start with the one that is going to begin in about 30 minutes. It's scheduled to start then. More likely 40 minutes from now. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Atlanta Hawks tonight down in Atlanta State Farm Arena. The site, the Hawks, somehow, some way. Up three games to two, heading into game six tonight. Atlanta comes back from 18 down in game four, 26 down in game five, on the road to win the last two games. Sixers, though, down 3-2, favored tonight on the road, minus three, on the spread, about $1.50, minus 152 on the money line at Bed Rivers tonight. Total 223 for the game, a little bit a little bit lower than we've been seeing so far in this series. You've been seeing about 225 and a half, 226. Looking at the trends on this one, Sixers, 4-1 and one in their last five games uh, following an ATS loss. 
five and one overs in their last six. Atlanta four and one against the spread in the last five in this series, and you know, following an ATS win and unders. Again, Atlanta's been a big time under team since the All Star break. They've also been phenomenal at home. Only two losses, one back in April against Milwaukee, and in Game Three against Philadelphia in this series. The big question mark tonight. All the question marks are on the Philly side. Atlanta, again, not a big fan of puns here, but playing with house money tonight. They've played five good quarters in this series. The first three in game one, and maybe six. Maybe I'll give them six, because you could say they played two good quarters in game four in the second half, and in that fourth quarter the other night, two nights ago in game five. Other than that, Philadelphia has been the better team in this series. And it is very rare to see in an NBA series where favorites win more times than not in the first round and the second round where the team that has clearly been better, the team that was a pretty nice-sized favorite, not as big as they would have been if Joel Embiid was healthy going into this series, but the team that was favored and the number one seed in the Eastern Conference in Philadelphia just don't see series results like we've seen through these first five games where Atlanta's been the inferior team, and yet here we are with the Hawks with less talent leading the series three game to two and a minus, about a minus 170 favorite, call it one minus 167 favorite on the series price, up 3-2 over at Bet Rivers. Again, if you want exact results, Hawks, if you want them to win tonight, to win this series in six plus 130, Plus one thirty or plus one thirty five on Philly to win this series outright. Your only scenario there is to win the series in four three, of course. And you have the Sixers win tonight. The Hawks win Game Seven plus three fifty on a four to three Hawks win for this series. For tonight, this is a no bet for me on the spread or a money line. I don't trust Philadelphia. Ben Simmons cannot make a free throw. The least. The most amount of free throws missed in an individual playoff game this postseason, he's missed 10, <laughs> missed 10 in game five uh, through this postseason, shooting under 40% from the line. It has been a mess for Philadelphia's second superstar, who the questions are getting louder and louder about, and correctly so. Can't have a guy who can't make free throws, can't, he doesn't even look to shoot the ball. Two guys scored in the second half in game number five. Joel Embiid and Seth Curry for Philadelphia. Ben Simmons needs to be an impact player tonight. I don't know. I, again, when the, men, the mental aspect is a whole different ballgame when things are going so awry like they are right now for Ben Simmons. Hawks and Sixers tipping in about 25 minutes in Atlanta. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles in for Danny Burke. Happy to be with you for the next hour here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guy, Robbie Callen of Uprox, with us in about five minutes' time. Other games tonight, we'll go to the other game six in the association. The Clippers looking to close out Utah without Kawhi Leonard, still out with that ACL sprain, according to Shams. Uh, Clippers tonight, two and a half point dogs at home at Bet Rivers. 221 is your total. Utah, again, trying to avoid elimination and force a Game 7 back in Salt Lake City two nights from now. On Sunday, that game would be Donovan Mitchell, obviously with an astronomical 
Uh, player point total tonight on the props, uh, 33 and a half now across the board, including at Bed Rivers. Total for this game at 221. I said this last night on the nightcap here on the network. Still think this total is too low at 221. Uh, it, it doesn't matter that Kawhi Leonard is not playing tonight. Paul George can carry the load when he is the number one scorer at hand. We saw this in Indiana in this exact role with a team like, again, Indiana. Those Indiana teams were pretty darn good. This Clipper team still good even without Kawhi. But as the dog, as the hunter, not the hunted, as the number one scorer, and we saw playoff P go off in game number five and now win for the Clippers in Salt Lake City despite dealing with a Utah three-point barrage in that first half, 16 three-point attempts, or excuse me, three, 16 threes made, I should say, in the first half for Utah. They're only have five at halftime. Clippers dominate the second half, win the second half, win the ball game, to go up 3-2 going home. Of course, that was 119-111. Uh, that game went over as well. I like this game over. We know how Utah plays at this point. Going to be a lot of offensive possessions. Going to be a lot of three-point attempts. The Clippers, a little bit weaker defensively without Kawhi Leonard in there. So I like this over to 221. I, I'm kind of surprised this is not a, at least another two points, maybe even three points higher on that line tonight for the total. So that's the way I'm going to look to bet that one tonight. On the series prices right now from Bet Rivers, the Clippers currently sitting at minus 175. Jazz just shy of $1.40 on the take back, plus 137 on Utah. Uh, two cent difference. So if you're looking to bet Utah or Utah to win a series or Utah in seven, take the Utah in on the series price. It's better there at plus 137 and the plus 135 that you see at the bottom of your screen. Clippers even money at, to win tonight, according to the series price. Uh, if you like them to win, just bet the money line on the game. A little bit better there. Uh, at Bed Rivers, and then if you want the Clippers to lose tonight and win Game Seven, you're looking at four to one on the LA Clippers to win that series. Uh, again, I, I it's tough on the sides in both of these games. I do lean Utah in the late game. Utah, to me, at least mentally, still all there. Instead of what what Philly was, obviously after back to back just epic collapses. In games four and five, Utah, look, uh, Donovan Mitchell, I still think is the best player on the court. I would not be surprised at all. And I would very much consider betting Utah tonight to win this series and extend it back to Salt Lake for a game seven. And there are your odds right now in the championship uh, for to win the title. The Nets still the favorite, though, at plus 230, even though they'll have a decisive game seven tomorrow night in Brooklyn against the Milwaukee Bucks, who forced it there with a blowout victory last night in Milwaukee. I'm Jeff Marles. The show is Rush Hour, brought to you by Bed Rivers. And now let's go out to the phone. It's our guy, Robbie Calland of Uprocks, uh, a senior editor for Uprocks.com. Robbie, let's just dive right in. First game tonight, Atlanta and Philadelphia. The Sixers are a three-point road favorite. Robbie, I, how do you recover if you're Philadelphia after the collapse in Game 4, and then the even bigger collapse in Game 5. Uh, you know, I mean, like, the, the thing is, you, you have to figure out how to pace yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we, we've seen this 
with some of these younger teams, and Philly has experience more than, say, a Dallas, but Embiid uh, has the same issue I think Luka does, where he comes out and he just wants to take over from the start. And when you watch the best playoff players, you watch the LeBrons, you watch the Chris Pauls, they take the first half and they just try to keep pace. They try to figure things out and see what's going on, and then they take over late. And what we've seen with Embiid, uh, and part of this is the knee, and what we saw from Luka is they would just gas themselves out going for 25 in the first half. And then as the other team is starting to get into it and as they start making adjustments, then you're the one that's having to react at the end rather than being the one making the adjustments and being the one who's fresher and pouncing. And I don't know how Philly does that, but they have to. I mean, like, you have to think, okay, like, we just keep doing what we do and we finish, but something has to change this fourth quarter approach. I think part of that is Embiid and the rest of the guys, they, they have to figure out how to pace themselves better in the first half because we've clearly seen that they're just not able to score in the fourth quarter. And part of that seems to be Embiid can't get himself to the rim at will the way he is early because he's gassing himself out. Robbie, this series has made no sense to me just because the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks have played five good quarters this whole series, are the inferior team, don't have home court Mm -hmm. advantage, and are leading this series three games to two. I, it just it, Robbie, just uh, as a whole in this series, have can you remember in a, at least a second round series that has been as illogical as this one? It, it, not in a while. I mean, it it's it's so fascinating because you know it doesn't and it doesn't seem like Atlanta's doing the pacing thing. It just seems that they're just taking advantage when when the Sixers fall apart and they're just getting the right guys to hit shots at the right moments. And, and I guess that's part of it, but it's not like, you know, there, there seems to be some savvy, like we're going to take advantage of the Sixers when they get tired as much as it's like, all right, we know if we can get it within 10 late that the Sixers are just going to tighten up uh, in the words of Bamani Jones, just a lot of lemon booty happening with Philly. <laughs> Um, it, it's just, it, it's really, it really is fascinating because like you look at the stats and it's not like Atlanta's shooting the ball great as a team. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is phenomenal against New York has been kind of non-existent here. Um, as far as a major impact guy game five, it was, uh, Lou Williams who comes out and does, you know, the things that Lou Williams does. Um, but like, it's it's just been such a weird series. Uh, John Collins, I think, has probably been consistently their second best player, um, which they've needed desperately. And I've just I've been impressed by some of the moves they've been making, but it always seems to come in desperation time. And I'm interested to see if they're willing to go to the lineups that have worked best earlier, because the way they've closed these games, the last two has been going really big with uh, Capella. Uh, Gallinari at the four and Collins playing the three. And it's really opened up Collins to just fly in and dominate on the glass because he's going up against Tobias Harris and guys who just aren't used to boxing out a guy like him who is so aggressive, particularly on the offensive boards. And it's really paid dividends for them. I want to see, will they go to stuff like that earlier? Will they, you know, maybe not go to the bench unit quite as much because like the bench minutes 
have really been ugly for both teams, and that's a big thing Doc needs to do is he's got to stop going full bench unit. Like it, mm-hmm. it can't happen or full bench and Tobias. They got to start throwing Simmons at the five sometimes. Stop having Simmons out of the game when they're not in the bonus. Like when you're not in the bonus, that's when you want Simmons on the floor. That's when the free throws don't matter. And he keeps putting Simmons in late when they're in the bonus and they can just hack him and they can, you know, when he does drive, they can just put a, put a body on him and it's making him totally ineffective. The rotations have to switch. And honestly for both teams, because Nate McMillan keeps playing with fire, saving his best units when they're down 18. Again, it just goes into a completely perplexing illogical series that very well may reach its conclusion tonight. Again, Atlanta, three-point home dog tonight, hosting Philadelphia, trying, again, the Sixers trying to stave off elimination here in the second round. Robbie, I want to shift to the late game tonight. Jazz Clippers, still no Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers, didn't matter in game five. Paul George went off. Clippers tonight, two-and-a-half-point home dogs Total 221 on this one. Uh, what's your feel for this game? I, I'm a little more confident in the one seed here being able to go on the road and actually handle their business, unlike the other game tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think so much of this comes down to the fact that if you're Utah, I think you have to look at the second half of uh, game four as, okay, like we figured some things out on the road. We were able to see guys, you know, some of those role guys finally started to see shots go down. Um, and I think that was important because they just, they just couldn't shoot game three, first half of, of game four. They just, they just weren't getting the shots to go down from anybody other than Donovan Mitchell. And I think finally starting to see some of those go down, finally building a little confidence for some of their guys. On the road, I think that's, that, that's going to be important in this game. I'm with you. Look, Paul George was fantastic. I, I, you know, it was nice to see him step up in that big moment when all eyes were on him, when everybody knew like he had to have this moment, and it was great to see that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like if you're Utah, you just come out and you say, "Look, like we couldn't buy one in the second half. Um, they've got to fix their transition defense. They let uh, the Clippers get out and run way too much in Game Five. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I, I would lean Utah. I just think in this spot, you're just talking again better team, uh, and I don't think they have quite the same uh, demons right now as Philly, which is kind of funny considering they've they've lost three in a row. Um, but it doesn't feel quite the same. Like it feels like they've at least been in them and hanging around, uh, where Philly's just got to be gutted right now. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I do think I do think Utah would be the side for me. Yeah, I, I agree on that last point for sure. Just again, when at least for comparing the two one seeds, the Sixers should legitimately just be waiting to see who wins Game Seven tomorrow night. At this point, the right. Jazz, the Jazz, look, the Clippers are the Clippers are really good. Even without Kawhi Leonard, yeah. they're still better than Atlanta is. It's just the, the the mental aspect I think will play a role in both games tonight for sure. Uh, as you just said there, Robbie. Robbie, we have about a we have about two minutes here. Uh, game Seven tomorrow night. The Bucks and the Nets, it is a, a pick right now, basically across the board, including at Bet Rivers. Uh, Kevin Durant obviously went nuclear in Game 5. The Bucks had that huge fourth quarter run to put that game on ice a, a night ago in Game 6. I really have no sense of what's going to happen here, uh, just, just because uh, the lack of known commodities for Brooklyn past Durant uh, with Harden's injury, and, and for Milwaukee, their lack of success in big time scenarios with this group, Robbie. Is there any sense at all for you in this game? 
Yeah, I mean, look, like, again, it's it's the same issue I have with wanting to say, you know, in the early game tonight, I I wanted to say Philly. Like, you're like, okay, they've been dominating most of this series, and yet they're down 3-2. Milwaukee's the same way. Milwaukee should be, it it should be Milwaukee-Philly already. Like, that should be done. Um, I lean Milwaukee because they've been so good for most of the last two games. Obviously the collapse in game five was really bad, but I did think they made adjustments uh, in game uh, six that, that were good, that were good to see. Like the, the, the knock on them the whole time has been, Bud won't make the adjustments. Well, they went smaller, they kept Brooke Lopez off the floor more, and I think that really helped them um, kind of attack Durant in different ways. I love the way that they started switching on the perimeter on a lot of those uh, uh, pick and rolls, but also having PJ Tucker fight over and stick with Durant. And, and they just seem to kind of figured out some of these uh, backcourt actions that, that the Nets have been using to try and get mismatches. They weren't letting Durant hunt Drew Holiday um, by blindly switching. They made smarter switches and smarter fights over the screen late. I, I lean Milwaukee because, again, like, I, I just worry that Durant and Harden are just completely gassed. Like, if you watch them in the second half of game six, they just didn't have the legs to hit shots. Durant was coming up short on shots that he doesn't come up short on. Um, and you only have a day off, and they, both, and they both played 40 again. You know, it wasn't like Nash pulled the plug early in the fourth. Like, he waited till five minutes to go, four minutes to go. They still played 40 minutes. Like, I'm a little worried about the legs for Brooklyn and whether they can do it again. He's Robbie Calland. You can get him on the tweets at rcalland. Find his great work, as always, at Uprock Sports. He's a uh, senior writer for Uprocks. Robbie, thank you for being with us today, buddy. A pleasure as always, man. Be well. Thank you. You as well. Uh, always great to catch up with Robbie. Uh, good analysis on the games tonight. And uh, again, for... For these NBA games, the only bet that I currently have in pocket is the over in the late game tonight. I, I do have the over in the Clippers in the Jazz at uh, at 221. I, again, I, the total's just still too low. Uh, just the way Utah plays, they aren't this defense first team anymore, and it's been apparent in this series as well. They're they want to get as many three point attempts up as possible, and look, the Jazz haven't fully. Uh, fully adjusted to this new-look Clipper team as well with no Kawhi Leonard and it being Paul George-centric, at least for the rest of the series, with Kawhi Leonard out because of that ACL sprain. Also tomorrow, again, Nets and Bucks. It is a pick right now. I would expect that to close a pick I don't think that's moving anywhere. I like Brooklyn with the slightest of confidence in that one tomorrow night between Milwaukee and and Brooklyn. Coming up next here on Rush Hour, we move to the ice. Game three at Centribelle in Montreal. We break down the Golden Knights and the Canadiens next here on Rush Hour. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers daily hometown discounts on boosts on your favorite teams only at your hometown sportsbook. 
And to make your experience even more rewarding, BetRivers offers the most live streams on major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Valid only in Illinois. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid in for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. It is Rush Hour. I'm Jeff Parles in for Danny Burke. Let's go to the ice, shall we? Game three. Montreal. Vegas Golden Knights. Series tied at one. Carey Price did his thing in game two to steal away home ice advantage in this one. About 2,500 fans will be in attendance at Centre Bell in Montreal. Uh, the Canadiens uh, today will be without their interim head coach as he tested positive for COVID-19. No other positives for the Canadiens. So they're all ready to go. They'll just have their interim interim head coach going tonight behind the bench uh, for Montreal. Right now, you see your odds on the screen at vcin.com. Canadiens about plus 150. Make it plus 148 to be exact at Bet Rivers. Minus 175 on VGK on the money line. You're laying the puck and a half for the Golden Knights. Plus 155 there. Five and a half the total. Shade under, minus 150 on that under, plus 120 on the over. First period total, heavy shade on the under, minus one, and, or excuse me, just a flat one and a half, as you usually see. That price is pretty darn high for VGK going on the road in a Stanley Cup semifinal. But remember, VGK opened this series nearly minus 500 to win the series. Now uh, down a little bit here, as you see the exact odds on your screen. VGK to win in six currently. The short shot at plus one or plus 275, I should say, plus 280 to win in five for VGK, plus 335 to win in seven. All the Montreal odds are they're long shots. No shock there to win in six or seven for the Habs. It is plus 650 to win in five, which would be win four in a row, would be 11 to one. And then your total games played uh, five and a half, over five and a half, minus 265, under plus 200. Six and a half over plus 185 under minus 240. Of course, those odds via Bet Rivers. The only thing I would actually take there is I would consider taking under five and a half games at two to one in the VGK uh, Montreal series just because VGK is much better. The biggest problem for VGK this whole postseason and it reared his ugly head in game number three is that the Golden Knights have started so slow. They're in a three nothing hole. With five minutes to go in the second period, they didn't really get going until too late in that second period. Petrangelo had to go late in the, in the second, had one early in the third, and that was that. VGK has to If VGK plays a whole 60, there is no reason they can't win this series in five. But again, it is the Stanley Cup playoffs. We have seen crazy things happen throughout time in, in, those, in the hockey playoffs just because, look, when you get a hot goalie and you have a borderline Hall of Famer in Carey Price and that... For Montreal, you can get crazy things to happen where a team that legitimately won 43% of its games this season in Montreal playing for a Stanley Cup, which would be completely outrageous, especially based off of what we expected going into this postseason, where, again, Montreal was down 3-1 as a huge underdog to begin with against Toronto. Ended up winning that series 4-3, sweeping Winnipeg out, not trailing for seven straight games. Crazy stuff there and that with Montreal's playoff run. I still believe still that it's going to get to an end on the game tonight. 
Not a huge fan of laying almost a dollar forty on a first period under, but I do feel like this is going to be a slow start for both teams. Uh, long as Vegas has traveled all year, first time that an American-based team has played in Canada since the bubble a year ago. Uh, VGK, of course, right now a uh, huge favorite, minus one seventy-five on the road. But I would lean to a first period under minus one and a half would be the only direction I would go on this individual game tonight for the series. The bet I would make from those exact is VGK winning the series in five, four games to one, plus 280, and that under five and a half at plus 200. Islanders and Lightning real quickly. Tampa winning last night, two to one, to take a 2-1 series lead at the Barn in Uniondale, New York. Game number four, Lightning minus 132 at Bet Rivers. Islanders plus 114. Low total yet again of five. For the series right now, I would be looking to play over six and a half games. I thought the Islanders outplayed the Lightning last night. This has the makings of a long series. So plus 215 on the over six and a half would be the angle I would go with. Let's look at the diamond. A few games that caught my eye in the baseball slate. Next, here on Rush Hour on v This summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new v gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs with the v logo or fun sports betting sayings like cash and tickets is what it's all about, and it's not under till it's over. Visit the v store today at vcin.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift for someone else at vcin.com slash store. It is Rush Hour. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you in for Danny Burke. Of course, the show brought to you by Bet Rivers, as always. Let's go to the Diamond, the White Sox. Eh, Chicago audience, very familiar with them. First place in the AL Central. Game two of a four-game series of a potential Playoff preview in Houston. The Astros, the opponent, it is Carlos Rodon going for the White Sox, coming off a brilliant start his last time out against the Tigers. Took what would have been his second no-hitter of the year into the seventh inning. Didn't complete it, though. Still a good winner for him over the weekend. Luis Garcia is going to go for the Houston Astros tonight. It's had a pretty nice year, and as we look at the betting odds here, and this is one of those where the line has moved in the newer jurisdictions, including Illinois, in comparison to the older jurisdictions here. The White Sox are minus 122 at Bet Rivers today. Totals 8, shade under, minus 115 on that under. Comeback on the Astros, plus 105. White Sox run line, plus 130. Hmm. Interesting there. Plus 1.5 on the run line for the Astros, minus 157. I'd actually be looking to the Astros in this spot. Uh, last night, the Astros had their way with Dylan Cease, who, again, in the midst of another a, a very lucky season for Mr. Cease, who uh, luck kind of ran out last night in the Astros' thumping of the Sox 10-2. to White Sox right now, of course, uh, both of these teams in a good stretch, both 7-3 and three in their last 10, even with that loss for the Sox a night ago. 
shade over on the Astros games. White Sox basically dead even on those totals through the last 10 at 4-2-2. Two, and two. No real shock there with the way that these teams play. But for tonight, again, I, I expect a little bit of a regression for Rodon, who, again, has been absolutely spectacular this year, spectacular on the season for the left-hander. But at some point, the regression's coming for him. And it's just tough to ask a guy to be as good as he's been all year. And Garcia's a little bit overperforming so far, but I like the Strohs tonight, especially if you're going to give me a plus price uh, like you are at Bet Rivers. So I would lean towards Houston. And that one tonight there at Minute Maid Park between the Southsiders and the Houston Astros. Again, that one gets going uh, 7-10 local time in Houston, 8-10 Eastern for the Strohs and the Sox. Let's go to Coors. The Colorado Rockies are actually a reasonable baseball team at home. They hammered Brandon Woodruff a night ago in a win last night against the Brew Crew. Tonight, they get the other Brewers ace in Corbin Burns tonight for the Brew Crew. Antonio Sanzatella, who is pretty random, on the mound for the Houston Astros, or excuse me, for the Colorado Rockies, I should say. We're not talking about the Astros anymore. Game of Coors, total only 10.5 last night. We did see a push on a total of 10 in an 8-2 game last night for the Rockies. But 10.5 in a Colorado game is still very low at Coors. And I don't care that Corbin Burns has been really good. Kind of got knocked around a little bit more, not quite as good in his first start post-potentially using the spider tack and the, uh, the attack on using foreign substances for pitchers by Major League Baseball. A little bit shaky in his last start. The Rockies, again, the Rockies' home road splits are ridiculous this year. The worst road record in baseball for Colorado. Only five wins away from Coors Field this year. But at Coors Field, the Colorado Rockies are 24-14. and 14. Pretty good. Pretty good. Over 600 ball at home. I would look to the dog as well. I'm not a huge bet sides at Coors Field. Fan. Normally don't do much of that. Just because of the randomness of those games, because of the way that the baseball flies, of course. And also, too, what we've been noticing in the early get uh, early goings of play of pitchers not using sunscreen and rosin or spider tech or whatever they may be using. The ball's been traveling a little bit further recently. And it always travels far at course. So I would again look to an over here at ten and a half, which you're not going to see many tens or tens and a half. At Coors, you just don't get those low totals. And it's June. It's hot there at Denver. Like this over, and I think a little small splash on the Colorado Rocky money line would not be the worst idea in the world at plus 160. I don't mind that there for the Rockies. Also, too, first five over five. If you can get a five instead of a five and a half, uh, you know, five and a half uh, with that juice isn't too bad. Look for the best number if you could at five. Um, and the first inning, yes, no, I'm intrigued there. And a plus price on the no, maybe a little bit of a sprinkle as well. Last game of the night, and this number has been a big mover today, and not much of a surprise. The Giants hosting the Philadelphia Phillies. Johnny Cueto, Vince Velasquez, your pitching matchup. All these games exclusively streamed online this week as we verge on further into the 21st century. Giants overnight. We're about minus 125, which I thought was an awfully low price on Johnny Cueto against Vince Velasquez, who's been better than expected, but still not much consistency. 
Giants up to minus 150, which to me is the right price. Total eight and a half, like this game, at least in the first five at that four and a half. Again, not a huge fan of minus 125 on said juice, but I would definitely look at an under in the first five. Velasquez has been pretty good. And at some point, the Giant offense is going to regress. The Giant offense, again, the Giants, 44 and 25 on the year. That is the best record in baseball. A half game ahead of the Chicago White Sox for the best record in baseball so far this year. Plus 86 run differential. That is good for number two in baseball. Excuse me, number three in baseball, number two in the NL. Only the Dodgers and the Astros better in run differential than the San Francisco Giants. And yet, they still get 33-1 to to win the World Series. Again, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think they're capable of winning a title. The Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets, all still better in the National League. And the White Sox, for sure, better as an American League team coming out of that. But again, the Giants, minus 150 tonight, up 25 whole cents from what it was overnight. And you know what? Good job by the betters. Hopping on a number I thought was a little short. Now at probably the proper price at minus 150. Kenny White will be with us next. Going across the board, sports landscape tonight. He has a pick from three different sports. We'll discuss it next with Kenny White here on Rush Hour. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Businessweek, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday... 
I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get the most out of all your odds with Bet Rivers. The daily hometown discounts on boosts on your favorite teams only at your hometown sports book. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time pay through playthroughs. Offer valid only in Illinois. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem call 1 800 Gambler. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self exclusion program. It is Rush Hour brought to you by Bed Rivers. I'm Jeff Parles in for Danny Burke. And now let's bring in a good friend of the program. It is Kenny White. Uh, his uh, college football power rating book out today. The magazine, I should say, out today. We'll discuss that a little bit later because, Kenny, you have a few plays across the board today. And let's just start with baseball because we were just talking about it. San Francisco, Philadelphia by the Bay tonight. Looking at the home team tonight, Kenny. Yeah, hi Jeff. Thanks for having me. Uh, this 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 game is I'm really kind of flabbergasted. I don't know why the price is so low. Bryce Harper's coming back tonight, I guess, from from being out tonight. Back spasms. Uh, Johnny Cueto hasn't been great, but he's still been a slightly above average big league pitcher. Uh, the team is 22 and nine at home. They're plus 12 units this year uh, playing in San Francisco. They're the seventh best lineup in baseball versus right-handed pitching. Uh, the Phillies are 19th right now in OPS versus righties. Vince Velasquez, he's been 25 cents below average. Last three outings, 12 innings, 15 hits, five walks, 11 earned runs. That's a 1.67 whip and an 8.25 ERA. He's on the road again against a really good offense. I this price just amazes me. I made the Giants a dollar 65 and thought I would have no shot at a play in this game, but I do. Yeah, look, uh, again, the price, I, I'm with you. I was surprised on that price when I saw it last night. Been bet up a little bit, but still 
uh, south of a dollar forty at most spots. I know Bed Rivers has a minus one fifty, but uh, again, if you shop, you can find a pretty good price still on Cueto tonight uh, against Vince Velasquez and the Philadelphia Phillies. Kenny, you're wearing the VGK the VGK shirt. You're rocking it. They're on the road tonight against Montreal. Uh, wh- where are you going in that one? Do you expect the road team to get it done, or are you go- looking at the home dog tonight? You know, you know, Jeff, growing up here in Vegas, my dad being in the betting business, I did have favorite teams as a kid, and I was a big Ram fan, Laker fan, UCLA Bruin fan, and basketball, but USC and football. So I picked who was good and was a fan of those. And growing up as a kid, I, w- I was a big fan of But when I started in the sportsbook industry at 21 years old, started working my way up at handicapping teams, I lost all favorites. So I can say I probably did not have a favorite team for probably almost 35 years until the Golden Knights came to town. And it has been incredible. I you know, just absolutely love it. It's, uh, they've been fun from the get-go. There's been no letdown. They've been great. Uh, this is a really talented team. They're faster. They're more physical. They're a stronger team. They are prone to letdowns. And that's what we saw in game two. They come off at a big emotional series versus Colorado. Uh, they won the first game easily over Montreal. And they let down. Now they're going up to Montreal. There'll be 2,500 fans in the building, which is going to be no home ice whatsoever. Uh, that mid-price in game two was like two forty. dollars uh, Now it's seventy. It's like $0.70 cents for home ice. It's just way too much. Um, I think I thought the Golden Knights should have been about, even though I'm a homer, I'll admit it, they're my favorite team. And uh, I've watched them so many times in person um, that uh, I still think the price, honestly, should be about minus $2 or two ten in that in that range. Kenny going with VGK, uh, anywhere between minus 160 and minus 180 now, mostly across the board, minus 175 at Bet Rivers. Kenny White with us right now here on Rush Hour. I'm Jeff Parles in for Danny Burke. Kenny, let's go to the NBA, the late game, Utah on the road, trying to stave off elimination against the Clippers right now. Utah laying two and a half there at Staples. What direction are you looking at here? Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning to uh, Utah. It was a much better f- play for me a couple days ago when the California crowds were still partial, but uh, reading that they've opened up now and they should have a full full house tonight in Staples. Uh, they're not a great crowd, though. They, they Historically, I've given only three and a half, four points for their home court. When they're playing great, I give four. When they're playing poorly, I've given as low as two, two and a half points. But the crowd will be loud tonight. But you know what? This team... They, they bonded together without Kawhi in the lineup, and they, they had a big win in Utah. The pressure will be on them tonight. The Jazz obviously have pressure as well, but closing out a series is a little bit more difficult. Your back's to the wall. Uh, Utah's going to come to play tonight. Uh, I think they're going to send this back to Salt Lake City. Clippers have never won a Western Conference semifinal. They've still never been to the conference final in franchise history. Kenny, I, I, I do lean the same way as you. I think Utah going to win tonight and force a Game 7 and cover the number. Kenny, uh, of course, your your college football power ratings magazine, it's out. Always a, a grand undertaking for you. Uh, but I do want to ask you this as well, because uh, we may have a expanded college football playoff now uh, with the, the rumblings that they may go to 12. What are your thoughts if it is – an immediate expansion to the 12 teams in the college football playoff. 
why can't we do it this year? No, I agree <laughs> with you on that. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, we, we came up with a vaccine in nine months uh, uh, that usually takes five years to do, uh, and we saw the big the Big Ten cancel their season, and then out of nowhere they're playing again. Now the MAC, they all did it. They made adjustments throughout the year. They had they did what they had to do. Do what you have to do, NCA uh, college football playoff series. Make it this year. I know you're not going to, but it would be very easy to do. I know there's television contracts, but everybody keeps their contracts in place. We're just we're just adding another eight games to the schedule. So uh, this would be the year to do it, uh, Jeff. There there are so many talented football teams in college football this year. Professional betters will do very very well. Uh, underdogs will be barking in 2021 in college football because of those talent levels. Uh, they will be extremely high across the board. I just made a case today on a show that my, my 29th ranked team in the country is Liberty. Uh, right now, I'd make Clemson a 21-point favorite today. But after 11 games of a football season, I guarantee you that Liberty will close the gap. And if they had to play in the first round, Clemson would only be about 13 or 13 and a half. We know there's a lot of upsets from two touchdown games. We know there's upsets in three touchdown games. There's a Liberty team could upset Clemson in, in day one could be a possibility. So I think there'll be a lot of upsets this year. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Oklahoma brings in to the to the mix now. They break in. They're as good as Clemson and Alabama. You'll find that in my magazine that I have them power rated just as well as both those programs in 2021. Kenny, is that... Do you think part of that reason, reasoning for what you, what you said there is that a lot of these teams are returning a ton of starters because of the COVID rules? Is that the easiest explanation for why the depth this year is looking like it's going to be a lot better than it's been in the past few years? Yeah, over 700 uh, sixth-year seniors in college football that we normally don't have, and that's spread across basically 100 teams. So there there's seven guys starters returning so through the three or four on offense or defense that weren't there last year so you can imagine how good all these all these football teams are going to be uh there's just such amazing experience and jeff the average rating of my college football team is usually right around 100 it's crept up a little bit in the years to 101 102 because i grade by size speed and experience Mm -hmm. in 2021 my average college football team is a 105 much, much stronger than okay. any other year I've ever had. This will be the best year of college football's ever seen. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a bad thing to me. <laughs> it sounds it sounds great that every single Saturday, and again, Kenny, it just like we've been stuck in this. It's Alabama and Clemson, and of course, you worked in Ohio State in the national title game a year ago. LSU won their title with a historically good team. I think a lot of people will be welcoming this wide open college basketball field kind of like we're seeing in the NBA the first truly wide open playoffs we have seen in a very long time yeah it's so much fun uh you want that new blood in there you hate to have the same teams over and over again now Alabama and Clemson we're going to be talking about them as the top one two teams probably the next five six seven years as long as their head coaches are in place and they will be so they're recruiting uh uh, is, is is way in, uh, surpasses everybody else in the country. You know, they're sending eight, 10 guys to the NFL every year, and they just reload. So uh, they will be the best teams. But this is the year, though, to take advantage because obviously Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama all lost their quarterbacks, all first-round NFL draft picks. Now they reload, but there are question marks with all three quarterbacks 
Uh, there could be could be uh, a, you know a chance an opportunity this year for a couple of rivals of these two teams to take advantage and pull an upset. I don't see anyone going undefeated in 2021. Kenny, where's the easiest place for everyone to get the magazine? Uh, KennyWhiteSports.com. You can go there right now. It's $12.99 uh, for the uh, hard copy. We will overnight, or not two-day, two-day mail to you. There is a shipping handling charge. Or get the PDF. You can get the PDF for $19.99. Uh, enjoy it all the time. But I, I like to get the hardcover in my hand. It is a book, a workbook. So you keep the scores, keep some stats. You can change the ratings if you want. I don't care. I'm going to change the ratings all year long. Uh, these are my starting ratings. I'm going to change team ratings, player ratings, all the way down each week after every game. So it's a workbook that will keep you informed the entire season. There you go. Uh, KennyWhiteSports.com, the, the best place to uh, go get the uh, magazine, of course, out today. All of Kenny White's college football power ratings. Get Kenny on the tweets as well, at Vegas as well. Kenny, as always, I can't read, can't wait to read through the magazine. I'm with you. The hard copy is always a little bit better than uh, than the PDF. Uh, so uh, I'll be looking forward to ordering that and getting that soon. And as always, thanks uh, for being with us today. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, thanks for having me. Uh, all I can say is go Knights, go. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Uh, of course, uh, VGK uh, still about a minus 170 favorite right now against the Canadiens. And it has been a rough start for the Philadelphia 76ers. Atlanta out to a 16 to eight lead, a little less than five minutes in to the ball game there in Atlanta. That's all the time we have here on Rush Hour. Had a good time over the past hour. I'm Jeff Parles. Danny Burke's back Monday. We will see you next time here on Rush Hour, brought to you by Bet Rivers on VSIN. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. 
Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.